two years ago in March of 2020, virtually everything in the country shut down. Virtually any, everything in the world shut down, I believe. Many of us were forced to learn how to homeschool, <laughs> um, learn how to work remotely, um, and really change everything about how we live, how we get groceries, how we get medical attention, um, how we parent, um, and how we um, school our children. Everything changed. And everything changed for businesses. I mean, the, the whole business model shifted as workers went to remote working, um, as they sent people home and had to purchase laptops for people who had desktops and um, change the way that they use technology in order to facilitate meeting online instead of meeting in person. This is the same for churches. Um, back in 2020, um, churches, many churches didn't have online services and suddenly had to adapt very quickly um, and create an online presence. Many um, free Methodist churches in particular, because that's what I know of, did not even have a really good church website. Um, and so many, in many ways, the pandemic helped churches to move into the 21st century. Yet, we are still um, having trouble going back to church. That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about how to get back in to church, physically in to church. Stay with me. I want you to think back to March of 2020, or maybe even to February of 2020. Think back to two years ago. And where were you attending church? Were you attending church? Um, were you going regularly? What does what did regularly mean to you? Did it mean every week? Did it mean once a month? Um, studies show that most people who say that they attend church regularly, um, they consider regularly to be once a month. So what was that for you two years ago before the pandemic hit and before everything closed down? Where was your home church? If there was a crisis in your family, to whom would you turn? Um, some of us don't have an answer to that. Um, some of us would say, oh, I would just turn to my neighbor or I would just turn to my coworkers uh, because I don't, I didn't attend church. Um, and I want us to really think back because what it was two years ago was normal. And now everything has changed and normal has changed. So what is it now? Do a little, do a little self-assessment here. How often do you attend church? Where do you attend church? Has that changed? Um, have you, have you switched churches since two years ago? Have you switched from attending church in person to attending church online? Maybe throughout the pandemic, you started attending church online and you hadn't been going to church. 
And so maybe there has been a positive shift for you in that you are now connected in a biblical community, um, either nearby, physically nearby, or far away geographically. Um, but you're attending online and perhaps even getting connected online. If that's the case for you, I'm so happy that that has happened. But I think that for most of us who call ourselves Christians, we have gotten out of the habit of attending church. And some of that is, you know, the, 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 the fear, the, the physical, um, medical fear of, of contracting COVID, of giving COVID to somebody else. Um, for some of us, it's the limitations of the pandemic. Um, you know, we, maybe your church, um, says that you have to wear a mask to come in and you just really are uncomfortable in a mask, or maybe your church does not mandate masks and that really makes you uncomfortable. There's a whole spectrum of, um, emotions and decisions about the pandemic and surrounding church decisions these days. And so today, I want to talk about the importance of attending church, not only for us personally as parents, but for our children. When the pandemic hit, um, schools went to remote learning, um, and parents had to learn how to homeschool their, their children. Um, or how to navigate whatever kind of remote learning the schools were providing. Um, and that certainly was a challenge, but you made it a priority because you know that school is important. What I would like to propose today is that church is more important than school. Let that sink in for a moment because I know that for some of us, that raises eyebrows. I know that for some of us, that makes us say, uh, no, you are so wrong. <laughs> but I want you to sit with it for just a minute. Allow, allow yourself to consider the truth behind this statement, that church is more important than school. My reasoning behind this, um, this opinion um, can be summed up really in one word, eternity. Church deals with eternity. School deals with right now, with this world. You know, when we send our kids to school, they learn how to read, they learn how to communicate, they learn about relationships and how to be a good friend, they learn how to listen, they learn how to sit still, um, they learn how to wait their turn. There's all kinds of really amazing things that happen in school for our kids, uh, apart from the academic learning that happens in school. And I do recognize that. All of those things have to do with life here on earth. But when we attend church and we, what we learn at church um, has to do with eternity. 
When we bring our children to church, they learn about the God of the universe, and they learn about how Jesus loves us so much that he sacrificed himself on the cross for us, and that affects not only our life here on earth, but our eternity. And it has to do with the reason why God created your children. See, God wants a relationship with you. God wants a relationship with your children. And that is not going to happen unless you foster it. Now, the Holy Spirit works in miraculous ways. And I'm not trying to downplay that. I know this. I have experienced it. But as Christian parents, it is our duty, it is our calling to help to foster that relationship at a very early age. When we have our children and we, and we bring them to the church to be dedicated, or perhaps some of us bring them to the church to be baptized as babies, um, when, they are, when they are dedicated or baptized, the prayer over them is that at a very early age, they would come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And we cannot just let that be all that there is. We cannot, as Christian parents, say that we want our children to know Jesus, say that we want our children to be good, moral people without fostering those things. And that happens best at home. Yes, you heard me right. I've been talking about the importance of church, and yet I'm saying that the best place that this kind of thing happens is at home. I truly believe that, but it happens at home through the teachings of church. I believe that there are at least three reasons why it's really important to go to church. One is the teachings. We've already talked about that. Two is the guidance that church gives. And three is the connection. Let's talk about that second one for a minute, the guidance. Because when we face turmoil in our lives, when we face big decisions um, that need to be made, when we face heartache, when we face celebration, um, any stage of our lives, we need guidance with how to navigate these different seasons in our lives. And, you know, we can read self-help books and we can read the Bible and study it on our own, but that's just a piece of the puzzle that God gives us in order to navigate situations in our lives. A big piece of that is the guidance that comes from being in a community, which of course kind of leads into the next, the next section of this is, is being in community. But when we um, hear God's word um, and, and, and how it relates to our lives today, here, right now, in our community, um, that really makes a huge difference for us as we navigate our own lives. 
It also makes a difference to be able to walk into a pastor's office and say, hey, I have a question, or I'm really struggling with this, or, you know, I I just found out I'm pregnant and I want to celebrate that. You know, the, these are the kinds of things that churches do. Churches are there to minister to people in their time of need. And your time of need doesn't have to be this, uh, like a tragic thing that happens in your life, although it will be at some point. We all experience every season of our lives. And so this is why it's so important to get engaged in a church. Now, these kinds of things can happen um, when attending online. I'm there are some really awesome um, ways that churches are engaging with people um, online when you're when you're staying home physically home from church um, and you you tune in online when it's live and there's a pastor there uh, talking with you engaging with you and um, and they know that you're there they know who you are and and you know who the pastor is to be able to reach out to or the small group leader or the you know whatever it, whatever it may be um, this that that allows you some sort of connection and the ability to to gain that guidance when you need it, right? Um, you can certainly set up a Zoom call with your local pastor and, and, and talk through some things and get some counseling or whatever it may be that you are needing at the time. But when you actually are there in person, um, there are more opportunities for you to get the guidance that you need. For example, in the foyer of a church before and after services, um, you get the chance to meet other ministry leaders besides just the pastor who preached that Sunday. Um, you get the opportunity to meet other parents of your kids when you pick them up from children's ministries. Um, and, and those kinds of connections are imperative when it comes to, um, to looking for some guidance in the different seasons of your life. Guidance doesn't just come from the pastors of the church. It comes from our peers. It comes from our, our other congregation members as we live life together. It comes from getting engaged in, in some sort of small group um, and going out to dinner with people and inviting people into your home, um, which again, we're going to talk about next, but like it all connects. And the guidance that we glean from the teaching from God's word is imperative as well. And again, that's something that, yes, you absolutely can get online from an online service. Um, but when you're there in person, hearing God's word spoken to you, standing up and, and worshiping with like-minded Christians, the Holy Spirit um, is, is more free to work in your heart as well as in the hearts of others. Um, it gives you the opportunity to provide guidance to others as well. You're not the only one who needs guidance. Everybody does. And your experiences and, and, um, and what you've been through, um, those have been, those are gifts that God has given you, um, to be able to speak into other people's lives. And that just won't happen when you're staying at home every single Sunday, worshiping online. Um, and so getting connected and getting engaged 
um, really allows you to to get what you need in in every season of your life. This is the same for your children. Um, really, really important um, piece here. We can teach our children the Bible. We can we can guide them in the way of the Lord. We can model for them what it looks like to to be a Christian and to follow Jesus. But there is something that you cannot do that only other people can do for your children. And that is to model it from someone else's perspective. It's really powerful for our kids to see and hear other Christians leading them in the way of the Lord. If it's only coming from you at home, um, that's really good, but it's not the best. God has given us each other. And, you know, there's a reason why there's there's that saying that it takes a village to raise a child. It's it's because it does. And it takes it takes a community. It takes a healthy biblical community, a church, to raise a child to know, love, and serve Jesus Christ. Again, going back to the day that you perhaps had your child dedicated to the Lord. Um one of the last things that happens in a in an infant or, or child dedication is that the congregation stands as uh, as a sign that they will do all they can to to support you as the parent in raising this child to know Jesus at a very early age and that's something you just can't do alone you can't you cannot replicate that in your home your children need other people speaking this truth into their lives just as much as you do all right friends let's talk about community for a while now because you know this is what i believe the majority of us um, is, is are, are struggling with right now is being in community and feeling like we have, you know, a group of people or, or a team or a, a family outside of our immediate family that is supporting us and loving us and encouraging us and, um, you know, all the things. And I think that you know, it's easy to blame the pandemic for this. I mean, we had to, we had to quarantine, we had to stay home, we had to not see people for a long, long time. And that continues as well. I mean, every once in a while, someone in your family is going to have to quarantine. But um, I think that we also need to just be real with ourselves and take on some of the blame for that as well. Because it's been two years since many of us have stepped back in to church or have gone in even, I mean, to, to work, you know. Um, and this, it just, we need to get back to church. We need to get back to church physically. We can get connected um, online, but only to a certain extent. Um, that is that is not how God intended for us to be in relationships. He did not intend for us to worship 
with a screen in between us and other fellow worshipers. He, that is, it's just not how he intended it to be. And while online services are a wonderful tool that have helped, that has helped us remain connected through the pandemic, it is not the way that we need to continue to live our lives in worship and to, and to live our lives in community. I think that this is both the easiest and the hardest one to talk about. Because on the one hand, I really do think that this is something that virtually everyone is struggling with right now. Um, it, it's, it's, just, it's been hard. It's been really hard to, to feel connected with people um, in, in the past couple of years. But it's also the hardest one to talk about because there's not much to say other than do it, <laughs> right? Like go be in community. Um, going to church is certainly the first step in that. Now you might be saying like, oh Beth, I, I have community. I have, you know, I live near family and, and we, you know, hang out once a week, once a month or whatever. And I see my people and I'm good. I don't need, I don't need community. Church isn't the only place to get that. And I would agree with you to some degree. Um, you can certainly be with, be in community with other people. But when you combine the, um, the teaching and the guidance and the community all in one, there's something amazing that happens and, and it'll, it allows the Holy Spirit to work in you in a new way. Being in community with family and friends outside of church is different than being in community with fellow believers that you worship next to and that you learn with and that you do life with, um, that you turn to for guidance. All of these things intertwine to create this amazing experience that the Lord intended for us. And so I would just say, if you're feeling lonely, if you're feeling disconnected, um, if, you're, if you're struggling with something right now, then what you need is community with other believers. And that really, I mean, I hate to use the word only, uh, but it only happens at church. I mean, that's why Jesus built the church. And the same is true for our kids. I think this is going, for many of us, going to be the clincher, um, right? Because like we can, we can say, oh yeah, I know, I know that it's best that I eat vegetables instead of candy, but this is, but I'm a grown up and I'm going to make my own decisions and I'll pay the consequences for myself. But then we make our kids eat the vegetables, right? <laughs> um, and, and I think that as parents, you know, we often want to do what's best for our kids even more than we want to do what's best for us. Um, which is totally natural, totally natural. Um, our kids need to be in community with other believers. We've talked about this a little bit when, when we talked about guidance and teaching, um, that they need other adults in their lives that are, are directing them in the right path um, other than us. But they also need other kids in their lives that know Jesus. Um, 
my kids um, have friends at school and friends in the neighborhood that are fairly good friends. You know, they they have fun together and they play and they laugh and they talk and they fight and, you know, all those things. But it's the relationships at church that I really want to help foster for my children because those are the kids that are also learning about Jesus. Those are the kids that are in that in that setting to be able to share and talk about deep things rather than just trade Pokemon cards, right? Um, and I want, I desperately want that for my children. I want my kids' best friends to be from church. What that does is, is well, a lot of things, but it, it gives them that community that they so crave and they so need that is focused on Jesus. Um, and those aren't going to be per- perfect relationships, you know, uh, but at least they're, they're building that foundation um, that we want our kids building as well. Um, but the other thing that it does is it teaches our kids um, that, that good, your best relationships, your best friends will come from church. And then when they get older, when they become teenagers and they start to rebel and all of those things, you know, they may step away for a while, but in the end, they will remember the experience that they had of having deep, close-knit relationships at church, and they will step back into church. Um, and, and then they will not only, um, not only reap the, the relationships and the community from that, but then they'll also be gleaning the, the teaching and the guidance that we so want for them and that God so desires for them. It's amazing what can happen when we step back in to church. So maybe you're convinced, maybe you're not, I don't know, but real quick, let's just talk about action steps uh, before we before we end today. And these action steps, I would really encourage you to take these, um, whether or not you're convinced that going back to church in person is the right decision for your family. Um, because what I, what I want to talk about is like, let's process this now. Let's process why have we not gone back to church? And that's like the first step here, I believe. I think that we need to determine um, for our family why. Why have we not gone, physically gone back to church yet? Is it because um, someone in your family or, or multiple people in your family are hi- high risk? Um, and so there's health reasons that you have not gone back to church. Maybe it's because you have kind of drifted away from, um, your home church, what was your home church, and you don't really have a home church anymore. Maybe that's the reason. Um, you know, there could be all kinds of reasons. Maybe you don't like your church's policies on, on mask wearing or social distancing. Um, there could be all kinds of reasons. Um, and so I would encourage you, however you need to process this, maybe it's writing, like just journaling for a little bit. Maybe it's talking it through with a partner. Maybe it's talking it through with a friend. Maybe it's praying through it. Um, process this for yourself. And, and if you have a spouse, process it together. Um, why have 
you not gone back to church? And maybe this doesn't even apply to you. Maybe you've been going to church as, as, as soon as the doors opened. Um, but you know, maybe there are pieces that really touched your heart today, like about the teaching or the guidance or the community that you've really been missing out on for one reason or another. Just um, sit down and, and try to figure out, okay, why? why? Why am I missing out on that aspect of church? Now, once you have figured that out, you can come up with a solution together. I, I, I would really admonish you, encourage you to um, not just say, oh, this is why and we're done. We're not going back to church because of this reason. That is that is not, I believe very strongly that that is not what God is calling us to right now, my friends. Um, I would say find a solution, um, you know, and, and maybe you need to talk with um, the leadership of your church and find a solution for your family. Um, you know, like maybe you need to be able to come in and um, and and sit, you know, in a in a corner of the sanctuary where um, people are going to stay socially distant. Maybe you need, you know, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Maybe you need to serve in the sound booth so that you are socially distant just naturally from people, or or play the piano on the worship team so that you don't, you know, like there's some. There's some natural ways to allow there to be some social distance that could also really help the church in terms of of serving. Um, There is a solution. I guarantee you there is a solution. Um, And I would really encourage you to pray through that and allow the Lord to speak into your life and then obey. Um, And this is this is the part, you know, like that may be the hardest. It's going to be hard to step back into church especially if you haven't for two years. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard to step back into church if you've never (laughs) gone to church before. Um, But this is what God is calling us to. Let us not give up meeting together as some, so many right now, are in the habit of doing. And the rest of that verse doesn't get quoted nearly as much, but it says, instead, let us encourage one another, especially as we see the day approaching. And I would just say, my friends, encourage one another. Um, that's something that, you know, like if you, if you have drifted away from your home church and you're looking for a church, perhaps there's a friend who has invited you to church. Um, perhaps there is a friend that you, you know, attends church. Just ask them some pointed questions about their church. Like, Hey, where do you go to church again? You know, that, that's a, just a, a casual way to open up the conversation and get the information that you need. Hey, you go to you go to church regularly, right? Where do you go to church again? What do you think of the church? Um, what's what's what? How do they handle children's ministry? Is there a children's program? Do kids stay in service? Do they do communion every week? Do they, um, you know, just just get some information? What kind of a church is it? Um, find out, you know, is it a Bible believing church? A Bible teaching church? Um, and, and then, you know, say, Hey, could, could I sit with you some week? Like maybe this Sunday, could, could my family come and, and sit with you? Which service do you go to? Um, ask those questions and I guarantee that they'll be happy to accommodate you. Well, that's all I have for us today, my friends. Thank you for listening. 
And I really hope and pray that you will really process this and pray through it um, and figure out the best solution for you and your family, for your children, to be able to get the teaching and guidance and community that they so need. Blessings, my friends. Thanks for listening.